Welcome to You News, the podcast using the power of Univision to bring the news that matters to you in English. Today is Friday, December 20th, 2019. I'm Lorraine Cáceres. These are today's headlines. The search for a missing Texas mom and baby appears to come to an end with a discovery of a body, a one-month-old baby miraculously found alive. President Trump lashes out after Democrats threaten to delay sending impeachment charges to the Senate and Senate leaders at an impasse on how to proceed. And the holiday travel rush now underway will have a preview plus a look at how the weather will affect your travel plans. This and much more today on You News, recorded live in our newsroom in Miami. We begin with a shocking new developments in the case of a missing Texas mother and her infant. Overnight authorities surrounded a home in Houston, reportedly finding a one-month-old girl alive, but also recovering a body from inside the trunk of a car. Rafael Rodriguez has more. New details breaking overnight in Texas. A week after Heidi Broussard and her newborn daughter disappeared, authorities descending on this home near Houston. A baby girl found alive but authorities also discovering a body and a person familiar with the investigation telling ABC News it's believed to be Heidi Broussard. The mother and daughter went missing December 12th, less than a month after the baby was born. Broussard dropping off her six-year-old son at school, seen here in this surveillance photo. But her fiancé Shane Carey says she never returned to pick up her son. There is nothing valuable missing. Uh, her purse and her wallet and everything was up here. Uh, her cell phone is missing. It's been turned off. The FBI joined forces with the Texas Rangers and the Austin Police Department soon after leading an extensive search across the state. Investigators thought the situation was immediately suspicious and feared foul play from the start because one child was missing while the other was left behind. Broussard's parents had said their daughter would never leave on her own. No, 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 no. No way. She wouldn't she would leave. not leave her son. Her kids are her heartbeat. Oh, yeah. She wouldn't she... have left on her own. Rafael Rodriguez, U News. Police have charged Megan Fieramuska with kidnapping and tampering with a human corpse. She's expected to appear in court today. Sources say she's a friend of Broussard. The battle in the Senate has already reached an impasse on the second day after impeachment. The majority and minority leaders unable to, at the moment, to reach an agreement on the rules for a trial. This as the Speaker of the House stands by her decision to not send the articles to the Senate until fair rules are established. Here's the very latest. It's been two days since being impeached and President Trump wants a Senate trial as soon as possible, saying on Twitter, so after the Democrats gave me no due process in the House, no lawyers, no witnesses, no nothing, they now want to tell the Senate how to run their trial. Actually, they have zero proof of anything. They will never even show up. They want outs. I want an immediate trial. But lawmakers are now on break for the holidays, leaving Washington at an impasse. Both sides unable to reach an agreement on what the trial rules will be. As of today, however, we remain at an impasse. We have the curious situation where following House Democrats' rush to impeachment, following weeks of pronouncements about the urgency of the situation, urgent situation, 
The prosecutors appear to have developed cold feet. Pelosi saying she won't commit to sending articles of impeachment to the Senate until Republicans agree on a fair trial. The next thing for us will be when we see uh, the process that is set forth in the Senate. But Republicans are unwilling to negotiate. If there's a witness request by uh, anybody, I'm going to say no. I want this to end quickly. In an interview that has yet to air on CBS later this month, Ivanka Trump says impeachment has energized her father, even though he remains angry. Meanwhile, a prominent evangelical Christian magazine posting an editorial calling for President Donald Trump to be removed from office. The op-ed was published in Christianity Today, which was founded by the late Reverend Billy Graham. It was written by the magazine's editor-in-chief, who wrote that Trump's impeachment was important enough to justify commentary from the magazine itself. Galley said the facts of the impeachment proceedings were clear and said Trump's actions were both unconstitutional constitutional and, quote, profoundly immoral. The op-ed drew so many visitors to the Christianity Today website that it appeared to crash briefly Thursday afternoon. Russian President Vladimir Putin is defending President Trump in the wake of his impeachment. At the same time, a new report is questioning whether it was Putin who gave Trump the idea of a Ukraine conspiracy in the first place. Pablo Gato joins us from Washington, D.C. Pablo, what is Putin saying exactly? Hi, this is a, really a very particular situation because in the past we were used uh, to Russian or Soviet presidents criticizing American presidents uh, and vice versa. And this is not uh, anymore the case uh, sometimes. And, uh, Russian President Vladimir Putin criticized very strongly the Democrats uh, with this impeachment process. And he even went further and said that the process was fabricated by the Democrats. Let's listen to what he said. One party that lost the elections, the Democratic Party, is now trying to achieve its goal with new ways, as it accused Trump of collusion with Russia. But then it turned out there was no collusion, and it can't be the basis for the impeachment. So now they came up with some pressure on Ukraine. Now, the Democrats are accusing the Republicans that by blaming Ukraine, they are following the talking points made by the Kremlin. And Pablo, tell me more about this report about where President Trump may have gotten the idea of a Ukraine conspiracy. Yes, President Trump has been always very suspicious of Ukraine and uh, the role in the 2016 elections. But after the meeting with President Putin in Germany, in Hamburg in 2017, he openly criticized uh, Ukraine, saying that it interfered directly in the U.S. elections. But an article by The Washington Post illuminated maybe a little bit what happened in this meeting. Basically, one of the quotes by The Post says, one former senior White House official said Trump even started to explicitly at one point saying that he knew that Ukraine was the real culprit because Putin told me. And now we have to remember that all the U.S. intelligence agencies said at the time that it was Russia, the country that interfered in the U.S. elections and not Ukraine. And that by blaming Ukraine, uh, basically they follow uh, the uh, role that uh, the Kremlin is saying that uh, Ukraine did. Thank you, Pablo, for that report from Washington, D.C.
On Thursday night, the sixth Democratic debate of this election season coming to the he coming on the heels of a historic vote in the House to impeach President Trump. The three-hour debate in Los Angeles coming at a time when every public moment counts for many of these candidates. Carolina Rosario has more. You can bring in, I think. The smallest group of Democratic presidential hopefuls sharing the spotlight for the final time this year. The question is, why am I the lone candidate of color on this stage? Seven candidates gathering in Los Angeles for the PBS NewsHour political debate. Less than 24 hours after the House voted to impeach President Donald Trump. I see this as a constitutional moment. We need to restore the integrity of the presidency. The president is not king in America. The law is king. Let me remind everyone that I'm the person who started the need to impeach movement over two years ago. The focus turning from the man they want to beat in November to the candidates themselves. Many seeking to clarify their positions and personal character, hoping to make waves heading into the final weeks before the Iowa caucuses. We have to stop being obsessed over impeachment and start actually digging in and solving the problems that got Donald Trump elected in the first place. On issue after issue, we've got to break out of the Washington mindset. I can go toe to toe with Mr. Trump and take him down on the economy. Discussing topics like the economy, trade, health care and climate change. Get back into the international climate change agreement. I will do that on day one. We need an economy that works for working families, not just the one percent. Among the targets on the stage, Mayor Pete Buttigieg, who has seen a surge in recent polls, especially in the early voting states. I would call on Mayor Buttigieg to prioritize this higher. Well, I've made clear that this will be a topic of day one action. Carolina Rosario, U News. And moving on to other topics, the weather is getting nasty across the United States just in time for the first big holiday travel weekend. Cold temperatures in the northeast, rain and wind in the Gulf, and something called an atmospheric, atmospheric river is targeting Oregon and Washington. Meteorologist Albert <laughs> Martinez is here to explain it all. Albert, is the weather going to mock travelers uh, this weekend? That's a, a, a huge question. <laughs> In multiple parts. Exactly. Right? Let, let's try to explain it uh, as easy as possible. So let's look at the radar. An atmospheric river is uh, a current. So imagine uh, a current that it's above our heads and it defines the weather, the pattern. So in California, this will bring a lot of humidity. So that's why it will continue to rain in North California, also in Seattle, in uh, Oregon, in Washington State and Oregon. So the current conditions in the northwest of the United States will be cold temperatures, uh, snow about uh, 3000 feet, uh, one to four inches of snow during the weekend. So be careful for the people that will continue to travel uh, in the mountains, in California, Oregon and Washington. Also in the center of the United States during the weekend, we'll have clear skies. I mean, uh, no clouds, uh, temperatures not very high, uh, uh, between uh, 25 and 50 degrees. And one thing that I will continue to monitor during the weekend is the rain in the southeast, because uh, from Texas to Florida, also in Georgia and the both Carolinas will have a lot of rain during the weekend. Not uh, strong storms, uh, severe storms, but uh, drizzle, uh, continuous uh, small amount of rain that can give us to up to four inches of rain during these periods that will end on Monday. So as you see, on Monday, yeah. uh, the picture will be uh, much better for the Southeast, 
temperatures will go up to 70 degrees in uh, Miami, but the snow will continue to fall over the mountains in the west. Also in North Arizona, we can see some amount, uh, amounts uh, up to two to four inches of snow. And for Christmas, right now, uh, you only expect some snow in the mountains in the west. And maybe, that's the question, maybe next week oh, I can answer go, this. Yeah. New York. New York can see... Which has been very close. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if it's not a snow uh, related to a front, it can be uh, like effect snow. But well, we'll see next week. So we'll see. We'll definitely see. And for those in the West and also from Texas to Florida, be careful with the roads. Exactly. Be slippery. That's the main. Okay. Thank you so much, Albert. Have a good weekend. California Governor Gavin Newsom was in Bakersfield Thursday highlighting services offered to combat homelessness and build affordable housing in the region and statewide. Miriti Murungi has more on the governor's message. Robert Thomas was once homeless, but now the Vietnam War veteran calls this apartment his home thanks to federal, state and local assistance. His apartment is one of 55 units at the Park 20th apartment complex a complex for homeless veterans and low-income families. Before I moved here, I had a house with me and my girlfriend, and we lost the house. And I had to sleep in my truck for a couple of days, up to about five or six days, which was pretty hard. But he was eventually connected with Park 20th, and now no longer has to worry about living in his truck. How you doing? How you doing? Nice to see you. Thanks Great. for letting us in. Today, Governor Gavin Newsom and Bakersfield Mayor Karen Goh toured the apartment complex and met with Thomas to learn more about how he overcame homelessness. If you want to get off the street, they have to have a place to house them. And that's what Governor Newsom says he wants. Welcome and thank everybody for uh, the opportunity to, uh, to get together. And Following the tour, Newsom spoke with a bipartisan group of local and state leaders, including Senators Shannon Grove and Melissa Hurtado, and Assemblymen Vince Fong and Rudy Salas. The governor spoke about the 2019 state budget, which provided $650 million to local governments across the state for emergency homeless aid. He called on current governments to partner with the state to use the funds can't do it alone. State vision for solving or ending chronic homelessness, homelessness broadly, cannot be realized top down. It has to be realized bottom up in partnership. That is a message with which Thomas agrees. Veterans are homeless, but normal regular people are homeless. And we need help. They need help. All the help they can get. And governor coming here is Fantastic. I don't think we can solve homelessness. I know we can solve homelessness. Maridi Morungi, U News. A task force in California has found no animal cruelty or criminal activity linked to scores of horse deaths in Santa Anita Park. Officials briefly suspended racing in March amid nationwide attention over the number of horses being euthanized or dying after accidents at the racetrack. There were 56 deaths between last July and this November. According to the task force, improved safety policies reduced the number of fatal racing and training incidents. 
The United States began flying Mexican deportees into Mexico's interior on Thursday as the Trump administration seeks to further limit border crossings. The flight carrying Mexican deportees from Tucson, Arizona, landed in Guadalajara around midday. This as President Trump makes unlawful migration a top priority of his looming 2020 re-election campaign. And the first group of Salvadorans who received a temporary work visa for farming labor in the United States have left their country. 50 people have received an H-2 visa to work in a company in Mississippi. These people are part of a pilot plan that includes between 150 to 200 Salvadorans who will work temporarily in the farming sector. The Salvadorans that left for the United States were selected in a process that began a few months ago. The U.S. government was supposed to stop its family separation policy at the border after two major events, a summer 2018 injunction issued by a federal judge and President Trump's own executive order reversing the policy. But according to the government's own data, children are still being separated from parents. Luis Mejid spoke to one mother who still lives in fear of that possibility. For this Central American mother, the most important things are not being deported and staying together with their daughter. A passport order should have guaranteed that parents and children will no longer be separated at the border. But under certain circumstances, the U.S. government is continuing the practice. These children should be protected, and the only way to protect them is to have them be with their parents and not separated. De facto, in case they might be in danger, they should be with their parents indefinitely until a judge determines that their, their health, their well-being is in danger by being with a parent. U.S. Customs and Border Protection told us in a statement the agency complies with the court order and it only separates families when the safety of the child is at risk. For example, when the parent presents a danger to the child, when he or she has a criminal history, a criminal warrant, or a communicable disease. According to government data, in the last year and a half, border authorities have separated more than 1,100 migrant families, and the numbers keep going up. Critics believe the government is using the issue of child safety as an excuse. They're putting up smoke screen in order to prevent the public from knowing the real practice of separating children and parents. The fact that one is able to determine that they're going to be in danger if they're not separated is an excuse. The truth is, today there are fewer separations than in the past, but they continue to happen and nobody can really tell when these families will be reunited again. In San Francisco, Luis Mejid, U News. And as we just informed you a few minutes ago, a group of Salvadoran workers are off to the United States. According to their government, they were selected from a pool of over 30,000 nations who applied for temporary work visas. Carlos Pinilla explains how many of them are viewing this as an opportunity to improve their lives, even though leaving home still presents challenges. Doña Marina cries, but she's happy knowing that her youngest son, Nelson, will be heading to the United States in a few minutes, legally. I'm both happy and sad at the same time, and thanking God for this opportunity the government is affording him. He also carries the sweet and bitter taste of a farewell, but he knows that receiving an H-2A visa will allow him to work in the U.S. legally and change his economic situation. I'm going to work in agriculture and show other nations that El Salvador is a country with hard-working people.
There are 50 sun-tanned, hard-working Salvadorans who received visas in a pilot program. It is mostly focused on agriculture. Doesn't that make you feel less? Not at all. Can you work in the field? We are used to working from sunrise to sunset. The U.S. government agreed to grant the visas and a company located in Mississippi offered the employment opportunity. And how glad I am that the U.S. is going to welcome you with open arms. You're going to do very well. The vice president of El Salvador and the country's minister of labor were present at the special farewell event. They are the labor ambassadors that will show to our country and the whole world that the U.S. did not make a mistake by reaching an agreement with us. Reported in La Paz, El Salvador by Ernesto Rivas, this is Carlos Pinilla, U News. Five days before Christmas, France's long-distance trains and Paris metros remain heavily disrupted as a nationwide strike over a proposed pension reform plan surged on. French unions said that the strikes that have crippled the transport system will continue over the Christmas holidays after talks with the government failed to break the deadlock. Elsewhere in Paris, the Cathedral of Notre Dame won't be celebrating Christmas this year for the first time since the French Revolution more than two centuries ago. The Paris landmark kept going during two of World War II, but it took a fire in peacetime in April this year to close it down. Since November, though, after months in the dark, the facade of the cathedral is being lit up after dusk for the first time since the fire. Venezuela's Supreme Court on Thursday overturned a decision from the country's opposition-run Congress that allowed lawmakers to vote virtually, a decision prompted by a government crackdown that has pushed dozens of legislators out of the country or into hiding. Nicolás Maduro's government, which has for years ignored congressional decisions, has launched criminal investigations into opposition lawmakers, a move critics call an intimidation campaign to silent adversaries. More of you news after this short break. Imagine a daily newscast that speaks to you about your world in plain English. Each weekday, we partner with Hispanic America's most trusted news source to bring you the stories from home and abroad that matter to you. They don't know when they're going to be able to go back to work. Victims also from Mexico and this mass shooting. Officials in and out of the residence. We're going to continue fighting. You News covers the news of your world and makes it easy to understand. Your news, your world, your news on Fusion. Welcome back to You News. And tomorrow is Super Saturday. Retailers expect to be expected to be the biggest shopping day of the year, even bigger than Black Friday. The National Retail Federation says 147.8 million people are expected to participate. And if you need some great gift ideas, we have you covered with more details on the top tech gifts for the holiday season is Pepe Chicotencat, a technology and social media expert. Pepe, let's go from the least to most expensive. What is your first item? Oh my God, we are at the last minute. Everybody's out there doing their holiday shopping. They couldn't take advantage of the holiday sales when it comes to uh, Black Friday and uh, Cyber, well, Cyber Week. But of course, now here we are. So we have really good deals. Believe it or not, we have 
these types of lights. So cell phones are really popular. So we have the Moon Ultralight, which is actually the Instagrammer's dream. So the Ultralight is actually quite interesting because it's, it's unique design. It's very small. It's compact. And you can change the light density. So believe it or not, you could change the temperature of it. So if you want to take your foodie, uh, your foodie posts, you could actually mess around with the temperature of it. So it's really unique. It's something that the people from Moon have uh, done very well. So it's actually quite clever. It's not that expensive, believe it or not. So it's a perfect gift for all. Okay, what's next? One of the things that we have is that something that's really popular that is the scene is smart clocks. So this is a Lenovo smart clock, but you can find different brands out there and they all do something that's very similar. They're your personal assistant. So whether you want to wake up, you want to do something of uh, finding a better way of waking up, they actually go in with the, you can do it with the tap, you can actually tell and it's like, instead of snoozing, you can tell it to stop just using your voice. So instead of tapping it, so it's quite interesting, it knows your routines. So if you want to wake up uh, or you want to say good morning, it actually plays the news, it, uh, it plays music, tells you the temperature and it does some really cool stuff uh, and even when you wake up and even turning on ambient lighting. What, what I'm really interested about is uh, Zvox headphones. So as you know, there's this whole boomers uh, meme that is going on right now. So baby movers, this is actually the perfect headset for the abuelitos, for the grandparents in your life. Uh, so what it does, it actually gives you a piece of quiet. It has this really interesting technology called AccuVoice, which is a technology that makes it easier for you to, uh, for everybody to hear. So it actually, the high picture sounds, it actually makes it easier for everybody to hear on there. So it's quite interesting. Baby, I love the um, headphones. Those are great. <laughs> but the smart clock is dangerous in my house because if it's, I need it to be the most inconvenient <laughs> clock ever. If not, I'm never going to wake up. So that may be a dangerous <laughs> gift for me. But what's the biggest uh, ticket item in your list? Believe it or not, it's a surge protector. But why is this a big ticket item? Is because it protects the biggest thing that you have in your house, which is your TV. And or actually not the biggest thing, but it is. In some cases, it is for most people. It's the most important thing or the highest ticket item. So if you look at the people from most there, is they have a surge protector and they actually come with the clean and protect, which is something that's quite interesting. So what it does is protect your newly purchased products, but you could actually do it because it actually has different plugs. So it has a USB plug, it has a USB C plug. And now the most annoying thing for everybody is trying to find the right plug for all of your products. So what it does is they all fit into it. It comes in six or it comes in eight. So that's quite interesting for uh, for uh, for this season. And also the clean and protect, they also offer it for you. So if you want to clean your, your, your items, your gadgets, whether it's your tablet, your TV, you could do so with the safety and protection that it's not going to mess it up. Well, Pepe, these are all amazing options. So thank you so much for your advice. Let's see what happens this weekend. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much and good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to You News, the podcast. Don't forget to follow You News on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. You News, the podcast will return January 2nd. Have a happy and safe holiday season.